Welcome to the Fitness Tech Podcast, show number 28 for March 31st, 2011. Good afternoon. Jim Collison here hosting the Fitness Tech Podcast. Uh, and I am here with Jamie Eichmeyer, although Jamie's not sitting in her chair yet, so we're hoping she'll show up here at some point. But um, Jamie will join us in a second. I am here. I have a guest, uh, Dave Tyler. Dave is a training uh Training guru, let's training, call you that. Yeah, training Thanks, guru Jim. here at uh, at Gallup, all things training, and and does quite a bit of online training. But I don't have you. Uh, uh, anyways, Dave, welcome to the Thank podcast. Thank you, Jim. Thanks. Thanks for bringing me out to talk about uh, some of the fitness stuff that I do, and uh, happy to spread the gospel. Yeah, that's it's good to have you here. You know, uh, so we didn't bring you here to talk about technology and training. We, we brought you here to talk about a little bit about your fitness, and and I've known you for a couple of years now. Um, you've been a big bike enthusiast since I've known you. Um, let's talk a little bit before we get started on that. I'll let folks know if they want to contact the show, they can send me an email podcast at the average guy.tv. If you got questions for Dave after the show, just send me an email. I'll forward those on to Dave. Um, I'm sure he's going to bring up some pretty interesting things. Really our first, uh, biker dave that that we've had on the show we have a lot of runners here. a lot of them here at gallup too There's tons a lot of, of runners a lot of runners yeah and we've got ryan lined up here um in the next couple of weeks to talk about his biking experience but um first of all you've got a blog that you, that you keep up on your biking what's that what's the address for that blog that's jackrabbitracing.blogspot.com and uh, you know we update that pretty frequently. Probably our goal was twenty to thirty posts a month, but I think we've we've tailed off a little bit as racing season starts to gear up. Um, but yeah, we we update our races. What what uh, my team is doing uh, in New York and what we're doing here in the, the Midwest. That's very cool. Now, last summer, I think it was last summer, you spent a lot of time on the road, um, doing a lot of biking. How long have you been biking? What what brought you to the sport? I took up biking. Uh, because my shoulders were getting sore. I used to be a swimmer in my younger years, and uh, doing laps back and forth in the pool really got old after about 20, 25 years of doing that. So uh, took up riding as uh, an activity to kind of stay fit, and, you know, it was a great way to get outdoors and uh, learn about the the area that I moved to, especially here when I moved to Nebraska about five years ago. And, uh, you know, it's just something that I love doing. Yeah. So how long have you been riding competitively? Competitively, I started that when I moved here. So probably only about three, four years. And uh, the training kind of evolved more and more towards the competitive riding. So now I have an actual racing season with mountain biking. Um, It helps a lot that uh, there's a local series that's local here with about eight to 10 races a year. And then we travel around to kind of the contiguous states, if we can hit some of those races in Iowa, Kansas, Missouri. So uh, mountain biking is your thing, right? You, not road racing particularly, but no, mountain just biking? Mi- yep, just mountain biking for sure. And um, I do ride on roads, but mostly just gravel roads. Yeah. So how different, um, I mean, what, what's the attraction to mountain biking as opposed to road racing? You know, we would see like Tour de France type of biking. Sure. I mean, when I first got into biking, just in general, um, the only thing I really knew about was mountain biking. It was something that kind of came out in South Florida where I was growing up, and it was a lot of the parks were putting in these mountain biking trails, and it was getting a lot of press. And it was just something that my friends and I decided to start doing, and we just rode for fun maybe once a week or two or three times a month. And it was just go out, ride for an hour, have a beer afterwards. Sure. Very social. But but the road biking scene is something that those guys were so hardcore, and uh, 
so serious that it just wasn't something that I was into the the seriousness, the level, and all that stuff. Sure. So from a from a mountain biking perspective, what's your training look like? And, and let's I know it varies kind of from time to time, but give me an idea. What's an average kind of training week for you when you're really getting ready for race season? Yeah, I mean the 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 secret really here living in Nebraska is to is to train through the winter, which is kind of hard. But um, through the winter months, we're doing anywhere from nine to 15 hours a week, and that's on an indoor trainer or on a, a, like a life cycle type bike or suiting up with all the cold weather gear and getting out there and hitting it when it's 15, 20 degrees out, regardless of the, the snow pack and stuff like that. That's the one nice thing about mountain biking is you can go hit trails and you can put fat tires on and air them down a little bit and go ride. Get through, get through some ice and snow. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. How many, how many winter days do you think you put in this winter outside in your training? Yeah, this winter has been real hard uh, <laughs> with having the new kid. So I had yeah. a, a son born this year, and yeah, congratulations! Thank by you the way. very much, three boys. Um, you know, probably I would say less than fifteen, which is kind of sad okay. because in years past it was almost every weekend, yeah. irrespective of the weather. Sure, it's tough though. I mean, it's tough to uh, to get ready for the winter. You got to be geared up properly as a runner. Um, we have all kinds of winter running gear, and really does kind of put an edge on it when you got to put all that stuff on, doesn't it? I mean, it's kind of you know, it's got to be clean. It adds about know. a half an hour to your train. Yeah, Whatever really you're going to do, if you're going to go for a two-hour run or a two-hour ride, you got to add another half an hour. Yeah. The get ready and then the, the making sure everything's clean and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just it adds some complexity to it. So winter training for folks who listen to us that are in the south, they, they have no idea what we go through here no. in the north to, to get ready for, you know, for winter and dealing with winter and fitness. Now, I see you a lot. Uh, we work out at very similar times in the fitness center. Um, and you're just on the trainer, right? I mean, you're, or, or, or the stationary bike, right? Stationary bike. I mean, I get five hours in. I mean, my work, our work is real great when it comes to that so you know it's really it's supplemental to to the training that i do to come in and get five extra hours to me i just see it as gravy time you know i add that to my spinning class schedule and you know i'm getting in a good solid eight nine hours on on stationary bikes talk a little bit about spinning class i don't know much about that what is that how does that work How, how often do you do that each week yeah, I mean, I do I do spinning class a uh, minimum of three times a week, and, and two of those sessions are two-hour sessions. So uh, Lifetime is where, I, where I, I'm a member, and they, their gym has like 50 spinning bikes. And it's, it's very well attended. So it's a group of people. It's almost like doing a group ride. I mean, I've done group rides on road bikes before. I know, I know a small bit about it, but I would say it's similar to doing a group ride. You start to get to know people. You can actually talk. Where mountain biking is a little more singular, you, you got to go single file and stuff like that. So um, I would I would akin it a little bit to either jeep jeep road riding or road riding where you're in a pack. Okay, and and I guess you know I've never really done any of that before. So do you guys vary the resistance on the you know do you guys try and simulate uh, mount uh, you know hills and that, that kind of stuff in, in the training uh, on those stationary bikes? Yeah, that's the nice thing about it. I mean, you have an instructor in the front of the room, and she's telling you to add resistance or take resistance away. And some of the better instructors, and there's definitely, you know, the range varies, but some of the better instructors have a a set workout already pre-planned, and it's up on the overhead screen, and you know what your interval is. It could be a five-minute interval, and you're doing hills, and you have to crank up the you know, the resistance so that your RPMs, your your leg speed is down a little bit. And uh, 
in and out of the saddle quite a bit, a lot more than what I knew when I, I mean, I'm kind of new to spinning only about two, two years doing it, but, um, I didn't know that you would get in and out of the saddle so much, which has actually helped me quite a bit in my climbing and, uh, quite a bit, uh, in my power, I feel like. Very cool. Well, Jamie joined us uh, just a little bit late to the podcast, but Jamie, welcome. How are you? Welcome, Great. Jamie. How are you both? Yeah, jump right up on that mic uh, okay. for me. There you go. Perfect. How's it going? Excellent. Jim's grilling me. Us. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's looking a little flustered like it <laughs> yeah, was a crazy it was. last 10 minutes. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, we're going to push Dave through because he's got to go here in just a minute. But Dave, let's talk a little bit about your nutrition. And Jamie, jump in here at, at any time. But Talk a little bit during racing season, nutrition. Um, how do you approach nutrition? And let me ask you, how's your nutrition going right now? Is it optimal? And if you could change anything about it, what would you change? You know, my nutrition right now is probably not optimal. Um, this year, I'm trying to really shed down a lot of pounds while I'm training, and it's, it makes it kind of difficult to train super hard and try to lose weight at the same time. Uh, when I get to my weight goal... Jamie's going to help me with that. That's right. Um, I'm going to probably ratchet up my um, my carbohydrate intake a little more. Right now, my my calories and carbohydrates are are, are fairly restricted. But um, as I start to approach my goal weight, I'll probably bring the carbohydrates up a little more and um, try to keep the calories down uh, to a similar uh, count to where they're at now. But um, I average about a pound a week that I've been going down. And I've got plateaus like anybody. But, uh, you know, for me, the easiest way to lose weight is to limit some of that terrible food that uh, the comfort foods. And yeah, that's really the yeah. uh, that it just gets you if it could this afternoon, just this afternoon, I was had a craving. I had some M&Ms and, you know, there's M&Ms uh, and I the know. cookie. And I did. I did. I had both. <laughs> I, I, there's a whole story behind that. that Dave, I'll, I'll tell in the podcast later after you've left. But. Yeah, I was just, I was real hungry, and it's just really hard to stay away from some of those things. Jamie, as Dave's trainer, what, what do you have in store for him as he goes into the, into the summer racing season? Um, to definitely have um, smaller um, nighttime meals and to have more snacks during the day and then um, supplement with protein, which I think you are doing, but to keep doing that and adding in more um, carbohydrates, too. That will help yep. fuel your workouts. Yep. Dave, what's mm -hmm. the longest race you've done on a bike? I've done a couple hundred mile races, and I don't think I'm going to go much more than that. Uh, I've done races that have taken me over 10 hours on the bike without without stopping or without getting off. I'm not a big stopper and rester. I kind of just motor through, bulldoze through. So um, 100 mile races are kind of my limit right now. And what's your nutrition look like during a 100 mile race? I mean, wh wh when are you fueling and, and how are you fueling? Yeah. So on those 100-mile races, I always bring a variety of calories with me. Um, I bring a lot of liquid calories, and that's in the form of Gatorade with protein powder uh, added in. And sometimes I use other fancier stuff, but I found that my stomach tends to tolerate the simple sugars that are in Gatorade very, very well. So I haven't, I haven't really spent too much uh, time exploring other supplements. I just add a little protein to my Gatorade. And um, I take shot blocks, which are kind of like if a big fat gummy bear type thing. And then goo. Uh, I usually use like a four-ounce bottle of goo, and I'll have two of those on me all the time. And I'll also have goo, um, one to two-ounce uh, tear-offs uh, taped, uh, taped to my bike bars so I can just tear those goo packs off while I'm going if I need one on a climb or something like that. 
I'll take a banana. I'll take two packages of raisins, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, uh, Cliff Bar. It's a lot of food, Dave. How do you yeah. how do you go that long without going to the bathroom? <laughs> you know, I think you're exercising so much that your body just um, shuts down th- that function. I mean, I've done. I've done 100-mile races where I've ingested uh, 140 ounces of liquid and not stopped to pee and not felt like I had to pee when I was finished. As soon as I finished, a half an hour later, I w- every 20 minutes, I have to take, like, the biggest pee of my life. <laughs> so for me yeah. personally, I'm lucky in that um, my body's absorbing the calories, but it's not wasting the liquid. It's, it's using that liquid to, to cool my body, and it's not getting stuck in my bladder. So I, I think I'm lucky in a way. I don't know that everybody always can do it the way I do it, but I practice my feeding and nutrition quite a bit. So um, I've been luck- I've been real lucky with that. Do you uh, measure out the, the amount of calories uh, I before do. a race? I def- yeah, I do. So I kind of know I have to have um, one goo and two Endurolites and uh, a half a bottle of Gatorade, which which for races I mix it a little bit different than the way I mix it for training. But so I try to take in between 250 and 350 calories an hour, um, and I don't really have problems with crashing and stuff like that. I definitely have bonked before, and but usually that's due to the weather being uh, over 90 degrees. So whenever I'm racing over 90 degrees. Um, yeah, I, I still haven't dialed that one in yet. I don't like racing when it's 90 degrees <laughs> or hotter. <laughs> How much, like, water bottles do you bring in your pack with you? Uh, so I'll bring two 24-ounce tw- um, bottles on my bike. I'll have just, like, um, a 100-ounce uh, bladder in my uh, water bag or in my camelback. And I usually that, – that's it. So um, probably 100, 140 ounces. And then – uh, I'll replenish at the at the halfway mark at some point. So ten hours is a long time on the road. What what do you do? I mean, what do you do to keep your mind occupied for that? Is are you listening to music? Are you? I mean, is that allowed in, in some of the stuff that you do? Yeah, it's it's allowed in some of the stuff I do, but I I don't because I'll start to daydream and then I'll start to slow down and then my pacing will start to go with the music or my tempo will start to try to match the music. So for me, I'm always trying to go the tempo that's going to make me completely wasted by the end of the race. So, uh, without bonking, but, um, you know, for me, it's just fun being outdoors. So I don't get bored. A lot of people say, how do you do that? Don't you get bored? And around here, the scenery is beautiful. Every race I go to, the scenery is beautiful. So, um, I guess I'm an outdoorsy kind of person, so it doesn't bore me that much. Are you going to do Leadville again? I just got in today to a Leadville qualifying race. So uh, if everything goes well, June 19th, there's a 100-kilometer race up in New York that I just got into today. So they're going to open up 100 spots to Leadville from that race. So nice. we'll see. Cool. We'll so see. Leadville, Colorado, highest uh, highest city, incorporated city in the United States. Uh, that uh, The airport's at 10,800 feet, and I think that race starts at 11. The air is very thin. The air is very thin. Yeah, and it's 100 miles. Is that all day? That's a day race, That's a day race. It starts at 6 or 6.30 in the morning, and you go all day. You've got 12 hours to finish, um, a little bit over 10,000 feet of climbing in that 100 miles. It's an out and back, and um, if you haven't trained for it or if you don't know what it is, you you probably don't ever want to do it. So It's it's pretty (laughs) serious. They have a running uh, race there as well called the Leadville 100, which – 
starts at six in the evening and goes all night. And those guys finish that sometime in the morning now, so around noon, 10, 11, noon. But just insane. It's so high. And, and it's so there's great. always, a, yeah, there's always a, a couple people that do both and they get special mention for finishing both races. And so you've done Leadville once before. That's kind of the premier race. Is that the premier mountain biking race here in the United States? Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say there's, there's bike races that are, um, notorious for size. There are bike races that are notorious for the riders that, that, um, that, that, that get brought in and, and they get paid to come like, uh, Lance Armstrong and, uh, Floyd Landis and Levi Leipheimer. They'll all be at Leadville or have been there at one time or another. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting in that, in that, uh, aspect because regular Joes get to ride with the pros. So that's kind of neat, and you all start at the same time. So for, for, from that perspective, it is probably the most famous race where pros and Joes start at the same time. There's other famous races where four or 5,000 people do the race, but they start at different times. Um, so it depends. It depends. There is no right answer. Yeah, and are you a pro or a Joe? I am a Joe. <laughs> there is no question about that. And so what's next for you? Well, next, uh, this season is going to be geared towards getting into Leadville again. So June 19th is that race. And I've got um, three races this weekend in the Psychopath Racing Series. And Ryan will come in here and hopefully uh, get you people interested in that. But one of my goals this year was to do every race in the series. And that's a local mountain biking series here in uh, Nebraska. And a couple, I think, uh, go over into Iowa. So we got one minute with you and we got to cut you loose. We We have a are we okay? Okay. So, well, let me ask you this question. Um, if, if I was, if I've never biked before, and, and uh, this has piqued my interest in biking, um, what's the first thing I should do to get going on something like this? It's really easy to go out and buy thousands of dollars worth of equipment and those kinds of things. But what would be your recommendation to somebody just getting going? Get out and ride. That's the first thing. It doesn't have to be an expensive bike, but my advice from doing it for 15 years now is to go get yourself a bike and don't try to cut corners. Get one that's going to be comfortable, that fits your body, um, that's kind of stylized towards the type of racing you think you might be interested in. Um, there are bikes for downhill, bikes for cross-country bikes, and these are all different kinds of mountain biking uh, uh, bikes. And so for me, I just have a simple hardtail bike with the uh, suspension front fork. And that allows me to do cross country, which is kind of the mountain bike racing. And it also allows me to do long road rides. If I want, I can put slicks on it. It's a 29 inch wheel bike. And I can go out and do gravel riding. And that, that type of bike fits what I do. Um, if you're gonna be a hardcore racer, maybe you want a full suspension bike. But I mean, go out and ride. Don't spend too much time worrying about how much your bike costs until you've done a bunch of rides. You've kind of nailed down what it is you're actually gonna you think you're going to do and get a get a get a decent bike that fits that profile do you have to get um special shoes or a special outfit when riding you know i have all the gear and i would tell you yes you need all that but quite honestly for the first probably 10 years that i rode i didn't ride in anything but shorts and a t-shirt and um i was happy the clip the clipless pedals is something that you know depending on the terrain that you have in south florida clipless pedals are you have you have to have them because some of the stuff is vertical and it's such a short course that you're only going for an hour you don't want to get off and walk every 10 feet here there is there's virtually no terrain like that so you could go without clipless shoes fairly easily 
Uh, you go over to Lewis and Clark Mountain Biking Trail, and that's probably some of the more technical stuff around here. It's very close to where we work. Um, I would just say across the river. It's next just to the bridge, across it's the that river. Flat area right by the river on the Iowa side. On the Iowa side, yeah. There's a national monument, and there's a little five-mile loop there. Some great, great semi-technical, but it's got some steep sections where the clips, clipless pedals, I mean, would be the way to go for sure. What else do you recommend people do? You know, if you can't get out and ride every day, the thing is, is to try to find something that you'll do that you enjoy. For me, you know, uh, always, being a coach for 20 years and um, being so close to swimming, I just got burnt out on it. And when I found biking, I've yet to be burned out. And, uh, you know, if you don't like biking, go for hit the treadmill, hit something that you that you can do and it doesn't stress you out do it as many days a week as you can you know in the running world we always say you know if your shoes don't cost more than 75 bucks you either probably too cheap right i mean and a good shoe can really make all the difference between running for a long time and hard being, to enjoy yourself if you injured, don't have the right stuff right and so mm -hmm. you know folks who go out to kohl's and buy 40 dollars shoes you know we always just say just throw those things away right in the biking world, if I was going to get a bike, that would be the minimum, right? Because I could go to Walmart and get a... Don't right. do that. <laughs> no, I'm not advocating that. But but what, where, uh, just from a dollar perspective and from what you know about biking, what's, what's really the minimum entry point for me where uh, I could get in and yet still be safe from that perspective? I mean, there are bikes out there where you can spend $500 on them. And if you flip them over and read the warning label on the bottom, it says this bike is not made for off-road. And to the lay person, you would look at it. It's got knobby tires. It's got gears. It's got brakes. Looks like a good bike to me, right? But it probably weighs 35 pounds, and none of the componentry is really made to take the kind of beating that you have to uh, push the bike through. Um, it, it's all your own threshold. I mean, for, pl for, for plenty of people out there, they have a blast on a $500 bike or a $250 bike. Um, but really, if you're going to ride regularly, and if you're ever going to enter any kind of decent race and you're not a mechanic, see, a mechanic can probably build a bike, a great one, for 500 bucks. But to go to a bike store or to start ordering the parts offline and putting the bike together by using a, another mechanic, 1000 bucks will probably be the minimum to get a decent all right, and, and I assume Craigslist would be, you might be able to find a bike on Craigslist, although find a biker friend, yeah, right, maybe to help you or yeah, one of those things absolutely. so you know what you're getting. Do you use any serious tech uh, uh, in your in your biking stuff, uh, GPS, any of those kinds of things that, that might be considered technology that's just beyond, you know, the bike itself? You know, I know about a lot of those tools. I just don't bring them because I try to... Um, even though my bike is very expensive, I try to minimize the types of things that I bring with me that can break or that I rely on that require batteries and things like that. Um, for me, I use Dead Reckoning, and uh, the one thing that's real cheap on my bike is my computer. It's like a $50 computer. There are people that spend $500 on their computer that has GPS. Um, it's, it talks to their wheels or their cranks, and they can find out their power um, You know, using a power tap and things like that plenty of people that are way way more sophisticated with their technology than than myself but um to me it's just one thing that's going to break and i can't afford to fix yeah well you sound kind of <laughs> like a purist in some ways right i mean you like to go out no music you like to you know because uh, technology adds complexity right we just know that it, mm -hmm. it's great but it always adds an element of complexity jamie you and i are out running the other day and i was trying to get my phone I was trying to get RunKeeper turned on on my phone, and it, it just wasn't working. We were fumbling with it, and it was taking time. And, you know, 
just get out and run for God's sakes, right? Like, <laughs> let's just run. Forget the phone. I turned the phone off, right. and I ended up just carrying it the whole way. Right. Uh, but we, we didn't use it, and we had a great run. So uh, does that kind of s- summarize a little bit of uh, your experience with biking? Yeah, I mean, I think I love the gear, and I love having all the gear. And um, But the sport that I came from, you need a bathing suit, and that's it. And uh, if you saw the way I, I rolled for the first 25 years of my life, it costs about five or six bucks, and I could jump in the water and go for a pretty long time with no gear. So uh, switching over to a sport where it's very technical, and there's actually quite a few people in the sport that are very, very techy and, and very geeky with blogs and um, downloading the C- the files off their computers and stuff like that. I mean, I don't do much of that. Keeping track of every single crank and all the distance. And yeah, and, and it's great. It's great like for that. training. <laughs> you know, I think you, we're going to yeah. interview somebody like yeah, that here yeah. in a couple of weeks, aren't yes. we? Yes, you know, the heart rate monitor, and th- it'll talk to your computer, and you can, you can manage your heart rate monitor and your power simultaneously and all kinds of things. I mean, if there was VO2 max, I'm sure people would be pricking themselves oh, while sure. they were training and <laughs> dropping blood yeah, into their computer. But, uh, you know, purist in a, in, in a, in a sense that if it's going to, if it looks to me like it's something that's going to break, I'm not going to spend a ton of money on it. Okay. That's, that, that's good. Well, Dave, we appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, it, Jim. It will be interesting to compare and contrast um, your story to Ryan's. You guys are both avid bikers, and yet I think he takes a, a little more technical Yeah, well, a he's a technology. little... I don't even know if avid's the term for him. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of a, an average Joe that just really enjoys himself out on the, on the trail. And Ryan, I mean, if you ask him if he's a pro or a Joe, he might have an opposite answer to what I yeah. gave you. So, Well, we are the average guy, uh, you know, podcast. That's right. So I appreciate you coming at it from an average guy. You know, I'm an average runner. I, I don't do much. But it's, so it's always good to hear some of those stories uh, that just say, hey, you know, I'm the average guy. A lot of folks who listen to this podcast come at it, you know, from an average perspective. And so, you know, they know uh, biking, uh, to get into that, it's going to be $500 to $1,000 kind of to get on a safe bike. But then... Uh, they can, you know, enter in a few races, get out on the trails, have a good time. I, you know, one of the things you said in there, which I think is really important, is you just got to enjoy it. And and if you're not, so true. if you're doing it and you're not enjoying it, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. And so, get out there if you've been trying to, if you've been struggling with your fitness and and you know the running isn't working for you and some of the other things out there is not working for you, maybe there's a place for you on a bike. Uh, cranking away in the dirt or on the road both both have um both have their place absolutely and uh anyways dave thanks for coming out today thank and you spend some time with it i appreciate it and uh we'll look forward to maybe having you back here in the summer and get it get you caught up on uh, how your you know it'd be great is if you make leadville we'll have to have right. you maybe on right before right. and right after leadville. and then i can plug my race uh, october 15th 100 mile race here north of omaha called the jackrabbit 100 so excellent and cool. again if folks want to get out to your blog site what's where's that at jackrabbitracing.blogspot.com and then the North O100 blogspot for the uh, Jackrabbit 100 race. Perfect. And if you got questions for Dave, you can email me podcast at theaverageguy.tv and I'll get those over to Dave um, for you. So thanks, Dave, Jenny. thanks for coming Jamie. in. Thank you. You bet. Have a good day, guys. Yeah, have a good you afternoon. Too. Well, that was great, Jamie. That was great. It was good to have Dave in here. And, you know, it's our first bike biker it is on that that's yeah. kind of fun to to go through that we've talked a lot about running in the past and uh speaking of running what were you uh what were you running to as you got here <laughs> earlier today was it just a crazy moment for you i was on a deadline because it's the end of the first quarter uh, and getting in some flex spending uh okay stuff so i forgot you, about you were just I'm trying like, to get oh, your yeah, yeah good reimbursed 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's good to do. For too much. <laughs> well, let's spend a few minutes. You got a few minutes to, I do. to, mm-hmm. to wrap this up. Um, so we had a great, we had some great runs this week. We did. Didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And, and one in particular, and on Monday, I think we went out, you know, I ran uh, 19 on Saturday, which went fabulously. Um, Very you know, good. one of the things I'm learning, and we'll talk about this right now. because Well, I think part of it was at State Farm. Really important. Yeah. At mm-hmm. State Farm, um, slower is better. I, I don't <laughs> know why. Uh, maybe it's because I'm competitive, and I'm not all that competitive, but I am competitive with myself. Right. And um, and you, but mostly Ryan, has been encouraging me to go slower. And he's just like, dude, train a little bit slower. You know, yes. you're going to hurt yourself. And so for the last couple of weeks, I've really been trying to ratchet down my runs. Good. Some, you know, keep 30 to 45 to a minute off my marathon pace on some of the longer runs. And it seems to be paying dividends. We ran 19 on Saturday. I ran seven and a half with you on Monday. One of the best runs of my life. It was a great run. Yeah. Super hilly. We went around Rosenblatt and back up and... I felt yeah, great too. No, I felt we we and didn't. you really kicked it in at the end. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good we had a good I bet we got down to seven thirty there at the right. very end. We were moving pretty good. And that was after you ran nineteen miles. I know, that's pretty crazy. The um uh, it just felt, uh, it, you know, we didn't have any technology turned on, so we had no idea how fast we were exactly. going. We had a you timer. Just went with it. We didn't even really know how far we were running. Um, no, we, we didn't. We didn't have an just exact. Just picked the route mileage. as we went. Hey, let's turn left here and um, kind of freeing from a yeah. workout standpoint. Now today's run was just abysmal for me. Oh. I went out to do seven, and um, about three and a half into it, I got real dizzy. And we talked about that earlier. You you mm-hmm. called me out on the cookie that I had. <laughs> I was feeling my blood sugar was dropping, and I was getting grumpy, and I knew I needed some quick calories before I went out and did the run. Um, I, I, it, just Carrie, if she hears this, she's absolutely going to kill me. <laughs> she's going to scream. Uh, she's just going to hate me. Um, but uh, So I had a chocolate chip cookie that had – no, it wasn't chocolate. Yeah, I think it was chocolate chips and M&Ms in it. Oh, it's oh. just delicious. And then you had M&M's later. I did. Double dose. But, but yeah, I did. But um, it, uh, it, it, it stopped the shaking that I was having, right? I was having a low blood sugar moment. But right. probably I probably could have done that with something different mm-hmm. and gotten the same effect. And maybe I spiked a little bit because I, I started getting kind of dizzy during the run. Now, it was cold, and I was running into a 30-mile-an-hour wind um, out there today. That usually doesn't do good for it you. It was not great, huh. no. So anyways, it was a bad run. And, and so let me tell you what I did. I just shut it down. So at about five, I said, this is dumb. Uh, I'm going to hurt myself here. I was having my left foot was hurting a little bit. Um, so runners, uh, listen to your body. Definitely. And uh, I made the turn and uh, started making my way back. And fortunately, the way in was with the wind to my back. And so I could kind of just jog Push it Push you along. Yeah, it was nice. But listen to the body. You don't have to do it. If it's on the schedule, you don't have to do it. Um, there's a balance there, Jamie. There is there? a balance. You can always um, change your mileage so that you do less one day and just pick up the extra miles a different day. You don't have to follow it exactly and go with what works for your schedule. Uh, if you need to build in a rest day, by all means do that. If that's um, going to take your pain away and get you remotivated to run, do that. And then make sure to just get your mileage in like later on that week or on the weekend. Yeah, and don't be a Nazi about it. I mean, right. it, it's just mileage. And Yeah, and it's no big deal. I haven't been following mine either, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make up my own. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you can get crazy with that stuff. And for some folks, that really, really works well to right. follow a regimented schedule. Um, and, and that can be with any workout. I mean, that can be with a boot camp uh, in the mornings. Mm-hmm. That can be with a yoga class that's done in the afternoons. Exactly. Uh, that can be done in spinning. 
Um, you can push it. Um, you can push it too hard. Right. Uh, some people need that structure and that discipline. If that's what you need, follow it. Um, if structure and discipline drives you crazy, um, do your best to build in things that work for you. Definitely. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, so I got five and a half out of the seven. I, you know what? I'm not going to try and make it up, to be honest with you. It's okay. the day that's is fine. done. It's over. And um, it's not, only a couple miles. I yeah, mean, no big deal. Mile and a half. Yeah. Um, I don't have to have it back. You went 19. You know, you can do that. What's yeah, and know? 22, not this weekend. So I have 12 this weekend, 22 next. So okay. a down week, and then I'm going to, it's my long run before Lincoln, and then Perfect. we're just four weeks away from Lincoln. You know, wow. we've been talking about the Lincoln Marathon since we started this podcast. That ba- is true. Back in November, and oh. we're just four weeks away from the big event. Time flies. Yeah, it's coming up. Jamie, yeah. how has your nutrition been? Actually, it's been really good. I am doing probably five small meals a day. Breakfast for sure. Usually I'll get ready and then eat breakfast, but now I'm trying to bump breakfast up so it's within that 30 minutes of waking up. And then I'll do like a snack I'm finding um, between breakfast and lunch, whereas sometimes I just push through it. But then by the time lunch comes, I'm so hungry, I eat too much. So then um, lunch and then another snack in between um, lunch and dinner. And the main thing is I'm getting in a car protein mix type of snack within 30 minutes after working out whereas in the past I never really did that I'm like yeah I'll get that in but then goes an hour goes by I'm like oh my gosh I still didn't get my snack in after my workout and then by that time I lost all the momentum I could have had from that snack by refueling my muscles yeah Mm -hmm. it's key the timing is key isn't it it is it's like a big component of your nutrition and working out yeah, because your muscles um, need that protein to refuel themselves and replenish what they just broke down. Mm-hmm. It's the muscles fuel. I was um, confessing to you today, you know, I, I gain weight through the marathon cycle and you were and saying that everyone thinks you lose weight and no, nope. it's, I actually gain weight through this and it's not a muscle gain. I mean, I put fat on because of, because of the weird training cycles that I'm in and right. I, my body needs things. And so I eat and you never know exactly how many calories and I don't measure them out. So that that's. I could probably do a better job if I measured every single calorie. Have you thought about in. measuring it? Well, you I've have done an that awesome once. Phone. I know I've done that once, and and I just life has been so busy. It's one of those kind of mm-hmm. things. It's not that important to me that I gain a few pounds during right. the marathon cycle. Right. I'll drop those at another time. Yeah. But um, it's one of those fallacies. I think people think, and we've said this before, that they start. You know, if it's just because you start running means you're going to lose weight, and I'll actually gain weight during the cycle. Uh, which is kind of weird, but it's, it, it, uh, it works for me. And, and so, um, you know, I got to be careful. I know where I can drop calories is on M&Ms, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, yes. I definitely could do better. Well, I also had a revelation. So this weekend I went to Las Vegas for the personal trainers conference through the NSCA. And, um, it was, I went to all the hands on sessions. So I was working out and it's not constantly, I mean, you're sitting, for a lecture for a part of the time. Then you're doing the hands-on activities. But that was from 8 a.m. until 5 or 6 p.m. on Sunday and Monday last week. And then I'm like, I am so sore. I'm asking my friends, are you sore? They're like, no, I feel great. I'm like, why am I so sore? I work out, I lift weights, you know, I work all my major muscle groups. Why is this a problem? And then I looked back and I'm like, okay, for lunch I had a salad and they're I didn't have a chance to grab protein. There wasn't protein on it. And I'm not a big meat eater. I just don't like the taste. 
and I don't drink milk really. And I'm like, wow, my body is so protein deficient. No wonder my muscles are screaming at me and it hurts to walk and I am so tired. Oh, and I also take iron supplements for my anemia from lack of iron in meat. But then, um, so GNC was there giving away free samples and they had this 50 gram slam protein shake. I'm like, 50 grams, I think I probably need it. So I just drank the whole thing. It was only 250 calories. I'm like, oh, I can I can afford that. 250 calories. Yeah. And that's 50 grams of protein. Exactly. I thought that's a heck of a deal. Yeah. That's a great deal. Yeah. And so I drank that and within three minutes, like my soreness went away. I could walk really? normal. Wow. And I had energy to like do um, activities the rest of the, the evening. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, wow, the power of protein, your body really needs it. Yeah, it does. It does. It does, it does indeed. And if you're so if you're in a workout cycle, a lot of the folks um, gearing up for spring activities and uh, getting outside. And even if you're just a weekend warrior, uh, really important that you're you're kind of monitoring exactly. your nutrition mm-hmm. uh, and what you're doing. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, ex- you know, it'll it will uh, it, it we point towards May 1st here for um, the because that's because the Lincoln half Mar- and full. Yeah, Lincoln half and full is coming up. Um, there are folks elsewhere. I know um, some friends out on the on the West Coast in the San Francisco Bay Area. They got some. Uh, I think the San Francisco Marathon right. is coming up here uh, middle of May. I think that is. Um, and so um, there are events. And Jeff Wilbur is um, g- going to be in Lincoln or going to be in Boston. Boston uh, here on April 18th uh, for the Boston Marathon. That's, That's Patriots right. Day in wow. Boston, and that'll be fabulous to kind of follow him. That would be cool as he runs the Boston. Then Marathon. we'll have to get him on. Yeah, we'll have to have mm-hmm. let's have him let's plan yeah. to have him on right after okay. the Boston Marathon. We can Perfect. talk about his about his experience there. It'll be be good um, to kind of hear. He has been pointing towards that since I can remember. Yes, uh, he has. He qualified for that last year, and, and didn't it seems he start like, running like two years ago? Yeah, not. He has mm-hmm. a very young body when he it does. comes to. He's an older guy and has a very young body when it comes to uh, running, and so he's um, and he. But you know, he struggled with some injuries, and he's right. he's been sick, and just like everybody else. Um, he'll run, but he'll do a fantastic job in Boston, and so it'll be fun sure. to kind of watch him. So we are in the spring. It seems like we started this back in the winter, and we did back in November when we started, and we were talking a lot about how to make it through the winter. It's time to get active, right? Get outside. Yes. Um, start doing things. Find some things in your area that you like to do, whether uh, it's the heart walk, right? We have the heart mm-hmm. walk coming up here in Omaha, yeah, May 22nd okay. on a Saturday. No, 21st, I'm wrong. May 21st. May 21st. But there's all sorts of different events going on. There's walks and runs and biking events and um, women's triathlon in May, I believe. Or is it June? But that's coming up too. Yeah, lots of things mm-hmm. coming up. I have been posting some, uh, if you're into running and you want to see kind of some of the events I'm running out at my blog, theaverageguy.me. So same as this site, averageguy.tv, except there's an Emmy on the end of it instead of TV. That's kind of my personal running site where I post all my race um, commentary. Um, it's really not race. It's just a running. I don't know. Who, who, who are we kidding? I don't it's, race anybody. It's racing. No, I just come in the middle. I'm the average guy. I finish right in the middle of every race I, I'm in, except the frozen burrito. I was eighth in the frozen that, burrito. That, you rocked the frozen but, burrito. Um, and you had a cool shirt on yesterday from it. I did have the, yeah, Jeff did a nice job yeah, with those shirts. Yeah, a turquoise cool? dry fit shirt. It was yeah, really neat. They did a nice job over there. We'll have to look forward to the second annual. Yes. frozen burrito um i did want to say though yeah. um with the protein if you are thinking about protein supplementation which i highly recommend especially if you um are working out and training a lot you want to look for whey protein isolate this is um the most absorbed protein that the muscles take in the fastest 
And there's also soy protein out there and other types of protein. But whey protein isolate um, comes from milk and case, uh, casein in eggs and meat. So okay. but mainly milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good so thing. So that to is most absorbed. Good by the thing. Muscles. I think the the thing we underestimate the most about workouts, and this is whether you're you're uh, doing a bike race or a running race or just working out or just a walk on your own, right. is that recovery food. Mm-hmm. Your body is in. You know, if you like to eat, your body is in prime condition to eat right after you're done with a workout. And so, have something ready. Yes. Um, I found my workouts have gone a lot better when I have protein right after the workout. For sure. Mm, Within 30 minutes. Yeah. That's your key. That's the most important meal next to breakfast is within 30 minutes after you work out. Yeah. And the body's just on fire. Oh, yeah. It's just on fire. And so. And it needs that fuel. It's it's a good excuse to eat. Mm -hmm. Not ice cream. No. And not (laughs) M&M's. No. (laughs) Right. But it's it's a good time to but eat. But other things to think about is um, branch chain amino acids. If you are looking for like protein shake or protein supplementation of some sort, you want that in there because that helps lower fatigue and increases um, muscle recovery. And you can also try creatine. You want to look for creatine monohydrate and creatine citrate. Those two are also really good, and they help fuel your muscles and hydrate them. And there's a myth out there that it dehydrates you, but it does not. Those two are very good for you. All right, mm-hmm. good stuff. Straight from Vegas. There you go. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good trip for you. I know. It good really training was. Yes. Out there, and so uh, it's good to have you back. You were gone for the weekend, but it's good to have you back from that yeah. as well. And we got an awesome circuit training out of it yesterday. Yes. Which was pretty cool. Some kind of different exercises, <laughs> but but we did uh, some cranks. Yeah, some fi- like almost fireman carry, except yeah. you're holding yeah. them up. Exactly. You know? So, anyways, we'll talk about that later, Jamie. <laughs> Well, hey, we've got, um, we're actually coming up on the end of the podcast here. We have got a very busy fitness tech podcast schedule for the next couple months. So if you're listening yes. to this, um, one of the things you're going to want to do, first of all, you want to figure out how to get this downloaded to your iTunes and onto your iPod, right? And, and I need, first of all, get your iTunes working. Yeah. And I need to get that fixed <laughs> for you. Um, but find your local tech guy and get this thing set in a regular RSS feed so that you're getting it downloaded regularly to your iPod. We're going to have some dynamite content over the spring um, coming up. Uh, actually, in the next, the, I think in the very next podcast uh, will be this weekend. I'm doing it with Carrie. We're gonna um, we're looking at a special edition, a Spartan Race edition for the Fitness Tech Podcast, cool. where we're gonna talk about some go more in depth on the Spartan races. We're gonna talk to some of the runners um, that are out there doing Spartan races. Of course, we interviewed uh, Jason Jassetic, and that was some of the most popular podcasts that we've done to date. So it's exciting. We'll have him back on, um, as well as some of the athletes who are trying to win. Uh, these races out there. So that's kind of fun. So watch for those special edition. We'll call them Spartan Races special edition um, podcasts. Uh, you and I will separate a little bit. You and I will do could still continue to do the fitness tech, kind of the stuff that we've been doing. And then Carrie will help me with the Spartan Races um, pieces. So that'll be kind of fun. So make sure you're downloading those so you don't miss them. Yeah, it's going to be great. Very informative. And then there's some uh, look for some local races in your area. If you're here in the Omaha area, we've got a bunch coming up. You can follow my blog where I've got some outlined both here and I'm looking at some Denver races for the summer. Uh, hopefully maybe get out to Colorado over some long weekends and get some races done. But there's races in every area. Just Google for it sure. and figure it out. My right? favorite thing is active.com shows races for all over the world. And you could pick the state you want to race in and find um, races for each state, which is nice. Yeah. And my, my new best good friend, uh, Alyssa Yell out in San Francisco. I don't know if she's listening. I hope she is. Um, 
but um, she so we're we're looking at maybe an October bridge to bridge, which sounds cool. pretty cool. A little twelve k from the Bay Bridge to the Golden Gate Bridge, and I grew up in the Bay Area, so it'd just really be cool to go back to San Francisco get a race. And so if you're looking at going on a vacation, and and yeah, maybe you can find could, a race. Yeah, maybe you can incorporate a race into it. And and again, you don't. I just I never I never win these things. I just go to have a good it's time. Just, yeah, it's fun to be with people. It's fun to see things. Dave talked about looking around and seeing the things that he was in. You can enjoy many of these races are in very scenic places. Right, and uh, you get an opportunity to run through cities or run through you know the mountains or run through whatever and see something maybe you've never seen before. And just the whole atmosphere is what catches me because I love like the feeling, like the rush you get afterwards from finishing the race and everyone's around you. All you hear is pounding of feet on the pavement and everyone's breathing, working towards the same goal. It's just a great feeling. It's good stuff. If you've it never is. done it before, start with a walk. Start with a walk. Find that the, is the spring, so fun. there's lots of uh, uh, charity walks yes. that are out there. Um, great breast causes. cancer awareness heart disease lung the lung yeah i mean for any type of charity they always have some type of event yeah That's and it's just fabulous gather a couple of friends uh, many of these um, events now have a social networking element to it through facebook or twitter and uh and, and maybe make your own facebook page and invite your friends to right. that um, you can um, create an event on facebook and then invite friends to that and then you can talk about how you're getting ready and stuff and it's just a walk. Go out the uh, the the Heart Walks a four or five mile um, walk here in the Omaha area. Mm -hmm. Changing locations this year out to Midtown. That's right. Um, from from they used to come right through the Gallup campus, and, and next year they'll be out in Midtown. Um, and, Where's Van? It's, it's no no Chapel no, Hill. It's going to be Midtown. No, it at, is. The, at the new uh, Exarbin complex out there. Oh, that they built. there. Okay. It's going to be in that yeah. area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So kind of fun. That's a brand new part of town it's that really used neat. to be a. Used to be a racetrack and is now right. uh, kind of new a new city out there. It's very very cool and so there's again, cool um, new fitness Aspen Fitness Centers out there and yes. a nice movie theater. I heard right. that it could possibly be the best in town. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've never been there, but I heard it's nice and I, it's not terribly expensive. No. So again, if you're listening here in the Omaha area, you know, and let me encourage you if you're not in the Omaha area and you're struggling with your fitness, uh, find a group of people who are doing fitness and and get involved. Definitely. It cost you a couple bucks a month or whatever uh, lots of times it's very very worth it to totally worth it to get that taken care of so busy spring jamie yes. we've got a lot to do from a podcasting standpoint we've we got a lot of things to cover um we'll as we get closer to lincoln we'll talk more about that and then of course we'll talk about it afterwards i'll just say my goal for lincoln 26.2 miles 359.59 so it's on the books it's on the books it's recorded it's there it's uh, we're committed to it i feel like i've got a good shot at it and I'll just be honest. I'm going to cry like a baby if I actually make it. <laughs> you will that. make it. I've actually thought, I'll be honest, I've been running, and I, uh, and, uh, and I kind of practice finishing at 359.59. A little tear every once in a while when I'm, when I'm out running. To it. I'm such a sap. I don't know how, it, I don't know how that works. But, but um, certainly very, that's a very emotional thing for me. And I've been, I've been thinking about a four-hour marathon for a long time. And uh -huh. It'll be nice to get it done. So that's my goal. We'll see if we yes. can get there. Yes. That'll be great. You can do it. And uh, yeah. So, and thanks for all the running you've done with me. Oh, today. thank you. Been a good training partner. You got a goal for the half? Well, my goal is around 150s. Yeah. And I think I'm going to try and stick mm -hmm. with you 
to yes. get you in awesome. and then I'll, I'll break off and uh, and then I'll meet you towards the end yeah that'll be great to have somebody to run yeah. in with that's that's uh, good. hey if you if you're if you're not you can't run a full marathon but you know somebody who is cheer them on bet, not only that best thing in the world run them in yes meet them because at 23 we are hating life I just say, all right, I want to die. I, and not only do I want to die, I want to die right now, right? Uh, when it, Sometimes it, dying would be easier. It would be easier. <laughs> I, I've, I've struggled, and it's great to see uh, friendly faces of folks. So, you know, maybe you can only run a 10K. Well, run the last 10K with a friend who's running uh, the marathon, yes. right? I mean, it's so from personal experience, uh, when I ran Omaha, Stacy and Yvette met me um, at uh, mile 20 and got me through the worst 10 of my life it seemed like and uh, it's just awful I don't know why I do it it's a little sadistic but it's very very helpful so maybe find a friend who's mm-hmm. who's struggling or, or is going to challenge uh, has challenged themselves to do something that they've never done before don't do it all the way with them just join them at the end yeah and I've it's been. incredibly no encouraging um, when when folks show up if you know folks who are running show up watch yes. them come in they love that. Yeah. It's great support. It's awesome stuff. Well, we got lots of running to do between now and then. We got lots of nutrition uh, to do. We'll be back with more fitness tech podcasts this spring. We took a little time off, you right? and I, yep. uh, over the mm-hmm. last two weeks. Um, I got Carrie back on the show last weekend, and uh, now you back on. We got a bunch of interviews lined up. So some exciting fitness tech stuff. Make sure you get this automatic uh, somewhere so you're listening. If you want to contact the show, of course, you can send us um, you can always send us an email, podcast at theaverageguy.tv. If you're listening to this and you don't know and you've never been to the site, it's theaverageguy.tv. We'll get you there. So, Jamie, have a great week. Have a great week, Jim. Yeah. and Keep on training. Yes. yes. Uh, not a long one this weekend, but 22 next. Right. So right. I'll keep you posted on it as we go. So to everyone out there, have a great nutrition and fitness week. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Uh, in the next couple next days, week. actually, oh, yeah. you yeah. and I will be Monday. back next week. But mm-hmm. we've got we'll probably do two podcasts a week for right. the next uh, three or right. four. So I'll see you next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you on the fitness. Or you'll you'll hear me on the fitness tech podcast just here in the next couple of days. So for listen sure. for it. Have a great week and a great weekend. Be well. Yeah. Good night. Good night.